right. Hello and welcome, everyone. My name is Andrew Krauss. I'm one of the co-founders here at InventRight, and we have one of my favorite types of YouTube shows, which is an interview with one of our members and their coach. So we have Dennis on. And Dennis, welcome. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. And we have his coach, his InventRight coach, Scott Putnam. Scott, how you doing, man? Good. So glad to be here. It's good to see you again, Dennis. I'm excited to share your story, and it's it's been so awesome working with you. So I'm excited to to share what you have going on and your journey. And yeah, let's get let's get it done here. So so Dennis, uh, he's done a deal recently. He's got several others in the works too. So we're going to talk about that. But what I wanted to talk about first is the fact that you can license products from anywhere in the world. And Dennis is a perfect example of that. Dennis is from Switzerland, but he's lived in Mexico City. He's lived in, I think, California and then Montana, I think, Dennis. And now he's living in Rio de Janeiro. So if that's not a case that you can do this from anywhere, I don't know what is. Dennis, do you want to speak to that a little bit? Do you like the flexibility of that licensing gives you? Uh, well, for sure. Um, matter of factly, this has been my one of my long-term goals for for some years to be able to work remotely, also um, yeah, be flexible in that way, work from from anywhere in the world, um, use these years to to explore and and still make a, a career and uh, you know be entrepreneurial. So for me, that has you know th there were some challenges. I, I would say sometimes it's good to to have a home base and and perhaps your own product lab or uh, just be used to how things are done in in one particular country. But for sure, it's possible. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so we can't show your product. I know everybody gets disappointed, but it's not on the market yet. You, we can't show uh, an inventor's product before the company gets to show it. So, but mm -hmm. it is a highlighter. You don't mind mentioning that. It's a, it's a, a multi-use highlighter. Let's say it's a very unique highlighter. So let's talk about uh, getting to getting this deal done. So you had some issues, and but you still got this deal done. So can you talk about some of the issues you had? Because I think others are going to have these same issues. I think your issues are very common, and you overcame them. So you, can you tell people how they can overcome these issues? Yeah, sure. So, well, the, this highlighter was actually the, the first, I would say, product idea I got a little more serious about and I had this idea many years ago when I did my first InventRight program and it seemed to be just right, a very simple product. Um, of course, you had to get the, the molds and those uh, initial investments, but apart from that, it was you know a very good example for, I think, one simple idea that uh, Stephen talks about, very clear benefits. And uh, so I got going at that time. Well, with, now, when uh, you say molds and initial investors, you mean the company has would have to invest in those molds? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which for me means that you know they 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 actually want to think about it. They'll have to to make a business case out of it. So because uh, you know they might be risk averse as well. Sure. Um, so um, yeah, and I got going at that time with. Ryan, like a, another inventor, I coach, and uh, I, you know, I remember going to this uh, trade show in in Frankfurt, and it's one of the the bigger 
shows in that office stationary field and I was all you know like excited for uh, going to one of these trade shows privately right and uh, walking uh, the walk in the aisle did you call mm, it yeah that? just walk in the right. show you didn't get a booth you walk the show to exactly. look look for potential licensees manufacturers I suppose uh-huh uh-huh and I rem I remember you know taking my courage and walking up to these booths and it, it wasn't always uh, easy especially in the beginning right um, and and then I got to talk to people and realized, okay, people are actually, you know, they, they, they are serious about this. They think it's, you know, it's a good product. Some are not interested, some are, uh, are a little more, but, but general, like they, they take you serious as a, mm. um, as a, an inventor. So I, uh, I remember walking up to this other, uh, booth and, and then showing the, the asking, of course, you know, like uh, uh, how things were going and uh, if they were open to 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 look at a, an idea I developed. And I remember the face of the guy, uh, you know, looking at my uh, flyer, which I had on on the iPad. And he took a second and and he he looked at me and he was like, hey, that's a that's a good idea. That's a that's a good idea. Let's talk about it. And so we talked about it after a show as well. But um, and there you go, done, done deal, right? That was it. I no, was, yeah, no, exactly. no. That's Come on, man. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I was already in the Bahamas zipping cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> no, on your yacht. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and that's uh, maybe not a reality, right? Uh, one month after they 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 didn't get back to me anymore. I was having trouble to get a hold of them and um i think it took me a few weeks even to to get the guy on the phone and and his answer was very brief he said okay it's uh, it's too expensive and um at that point i was uh i was like okay this is a, a serious guy he's a professional uh, mm. one of the a few hundred probably most knowledgeable about these kind of um products and he said it's too expensive so dang it it's probably it might have been a good idea, but um, I'm probably off with this one. I'll probably have to move on. <laughs> that's what you were thinking at the time. That, that's what that's what I was thinking, and um, you know, because a professional told me, "Hey, it's it's too expensive." So he saw the benefit. He he knew it was you know it's possible to do it. Um, mm -hmm. Then you know all the feasibility aspects. We talked about protection. Uh, which you know that there was, uh, we considered good chances for it to be protected, and and then he was like, yeah, well, it's it's too expensive, and you know I, I tried to figure out, but I think at that time I didn't really understand exactly what he was meaning, and what he meant was you know the initial um, investment in mold costs, it's relatively high oh. with respect to a low selling price and a very high volume needed for such a highlighter product which i think was for him too big of a risk right hmm. so but so you i was i was thinking maybe he was thinking it was too expensive per unit that the cost would be too high and customers wouldn't pay it but you, you just came up with a different kind of too expensive the investment mm -hmm. was too expensive 
maybe he's concerned the volume wouldn't be there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. And But this is one guy's opinion. So, um, right. you know, but I, I think it's valid. He's in the industry. He knows things well. I mean, that's important. But it's still one person's opinion. You didn't have five people tell you that. So what did you do with it? Did you dump it, move on to something else? Or did you... Did you keep going? What did you do with it at that point? Well, well, of course, I, I reached out to, to more companies and I think I had a list of about 40 to 45 companies. And, um, you know, I think this feedback is probably very common. Uh, like for one, hey, right now is not a, the right time or hmm. uh, yeah, we're not open to ideas, which is very valid. You know, they have they have concerns or they just have preferences of working with their design team. And then there were a few also uh, who were not very clear. He said also, yeah, kind of too expensive. And and, and so for me, that was you know I thought uh, that was my problem. You know, mm. I designed the product which was not financially. Um, feasible because actually to get back to to your point um, yeah in the beginning I also thought it's actually a multi-color highlighter and I was thinking for that reason it would be a substitute to a whole pack of highlighters oh. and therefore we could charge a higher price but um, yeah like these guys they uh, they were uh, more having the opinion that Okay, can maybe be a little more expensive than a single one, but for sure not, you know, as expensive like a, a whole sure. set. Yeah. So, um, so you yeah. got you got some feedback too expensive for more than one. One gave you some specifics. The others it was more kind of general. Right. Too expensive. Right, right. Okay, <laughs> and then where'd you go from there? Mm. Well, well, actually, I I um, after that I started uh, a very challenging, I think new job in medical technology startup and I, I took over uh, the you know part of the management there and I, I didn't have the energy to be entrepreneurial or you know like be very creative apart from that so I I didn't do much until a few years later I felt so comfortable in that you know in that job I would uh, I started to you know think about uh, licensing and Ventride again because uh, I forgot to say when I started uh, with the Inventride system I was like just putting in my head okay I'm gonna make this happen I will you know be one of these people that license an idea I'm gonna turn it reality no matter how long it takes or you know <laughs> and, and uh, so so then I put it on hold but as I had some some more spare time and some more you know creativity I was uh, thinking of new ideas and I also reflected back on the, the highlighter and I just had this feeling that that there must be a place for it you know like mm -hmm. I'm sure it's not a, a hundred million dollar idea it's probably maybe not even a million dollar idea it might be I don't know but it's for sure one simple idea and so I was like okay I'm going to extend my, my hit list of companies and um, before that I'm going to do some tweaks, make it simpler, um, like with the hopes of making it less expensive as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I reached out <coughs> to more companies and um, 
what happened was I got uh, more interest. Oh, this is really this is a cool product. You know, I, I could um, see that as part of our product line, especially in in promotional companies um, because mm. there, there's a lot of space sure. for, for logos and it's a, a typical promo article because uh, you use it various times throughout the day you uh you know it lays on your desk the the logo is sure. visible sure. all throughout the day and um it's an innovative product something different um you, and, did, and, you did what i tell students to do i don't know if ryan or scott told you to do it but you know, when you don't license a product, most inventors think they're done. Mm -hmm. But you could pick it up six, eight, 10, 12 months later, in your case, even longer than that, and send it all out to all the same people. Maybe you make some tweaks like you did, and I get members that license products all the time that way. Um, right. And it's, it's not that much harder. Now, you needed to make some changes. Those might have been hard to figure out. But um, you believed in it. You know, and yeah. not only myself, also, you know, because that at that point I was actually, you know, getting back in contact with uh, Inventrite and and starting my my second coaching round of coaching with with Scott, and mm -hmm. he looked at the product. Scott, I, I'm not sure if you remember, but I think you yeah. said something. Hey, that's a that's a simple product, you know. It's made from um, plastic, you know, not too 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 high uh, of a you know material cost and. Uh, yeah, well, what you have to do is, you know, get more feedback, reach reach out to more companies. Yeah, you did a great job with that. I know when you came in, you had a lot going on and we talked about um, mindset and we talked a lot about focus. And um, for you, it was a little challenging for, for me as the coach, too, because it's like, OK, I'm working on this, but I got this other thing and then I'm, I got this other thing. And it's like, all right, we got to zero in on one product at a time. And you had great feedback on the product from more than one company, which told me that you have something here. Maybe we need to mm -hmm. tweak the design and things like that. But yeah, you did a great job with your your mindset as an inventor, your determination and really wanting to, to make something happen, but really smart about looking at it objectively. You you didn't see your product as like this this little baby that you're like, oh, no matter, you know, some, this better be successful. Everybody must love this. You were using data. Okay, I have X number of companies that said this is great. Cost was a factor. We talked about how do we redesign it and lower the cost. So that that was awesome. What, or what are you saying, Scott? Be be logical and try not to be emotional and and deal with data and facts. Come on, man. <laughs> I know. Are we robots <laughs> here? What are we talking? Yeah. About? What are you talking about? It's, it's hard because it's our it's our we birthed the idea, right? It came out of us. I mean, that's yeah. all of us are like that. But um, I think for people that can really zoom out and look at it kind of objectively, keeping the excitement of it, but really saying, okay, I got five companies that said this is a good idea. It's probably a really good idea. Let's keep exploring. And so, right. so yeah, let, let's, was, con let's but, continue on with the story. Okay. So, yeah. You know, you worked on this years ago. You came back to it. You got a intense tech job or a startup kind of. You came back to it and um, you started reaching out again. Scott's helping you out. And what happened? Yeah, well, I I got the same feedback. <laughs> you know, we, we like it. We want to talk. And we, um, yeah, let's hop on a call and you know, even have some prototypes done with one company. And 
and then it was uh, just these answers where you don't know actually is, is this really what they mean or is this a, a mm. way to to just I don't know be polite they were saying okay no right now the 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 market is down you know um, mm. stock stocks are full inventories are full um, uh, kind of like, kind of like. Uh, sometimes you're like, is that just a BS answer? Because if they really wanted the product, they wouldn't be telling me this. Did you feel like that sometimes? Yeah. For for sure, for sure. And yeah. it's you know, it's interesting because you, I would accept uh, expect this kind of answer uh, or, or such an answer from from friends, I guess, because they know me. They they want to be nice and 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 perhaps supportive um but but these are professional right like it, it's good that they're still being nice and polite but i i love you know sometimes i just long please mm. tell me directly what, what, right. what is up but they're, um, they're not doing you any favors when they try to sugarcoat it a little bit which they're they're people think that all these companies are brutal or whatever and they're all going to steal your idea or whatever but they're they're people they're not and 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 they might sugarcoat it a little bit because they don't want to hurt your feelings or something. It depends on the person, but um, and you need to pull it out of them. So how did you? So okay, you're getting some of the same feedback, but you reach back out. How do we get to a licensing deal? How did that happen? Right, right. So uh, basically, I was at a second like point of really having a hard time motivating, like being being objective and and like like um scott says you know try, like i was having a hard time being just objective and and doing what needed to be done like extend mm -hmm. my my list collect more feedback and um perhaps tweak here or there um because uh, excitement is is also you know and motivation it's also part of the equation right but then I just had this intuition. It's like, okay, all these people uh, try to tell me it's, uh, it's it's cool. They like it. Also, by the way, distributors they all, always were like, people were like, okay, we don't want to produce it, but you know, send us samples. You know, like we 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 want to um, sell that. You know, but mm -hmm. we don't want to uh, spend 30, 40, 50k in mold cost and and take the risk, right? So then I ended up with this pretty big list of um, companies and I think I did quite a good job you know taking notes staying organized and I had a few companies we, we, where I talked about manufacturing with them and many companies who said okay we, we want to you know we would like to sell it like send us samples and send us pricing um, so then I was like okay I have this validation because this list of companies and and marketing managers or or CEOs or uh, salespeople in these companies they're professionals right they they know what they're talking about so what we all also did uh, in in that way was a a, a kind of market test right uh, like getting objective feedback from professionals like a, an extended focus group maybe um, right. or yeah like a, a series of interviews and and then i was like okay so many people want to sell it but not many want to produce it what is the problem here and i got back to this uh you know um mold cost thing so i was like okay how about i 
I wrote an email to three of the companies and I told them, okay, hey, uh, what's up? You know, how, how's everything going? Um, any you know, new hit products, just catching up. And then I, I told them, hey, um, are you still open to talk about this highlighter? Um, because I, I want to make a suggestion. And I was very clear. I told them I have really a lot of um, positive feedback. Um, but it's not being produced yet. So I'm willing to, you know, talk about contrib contributing to the mold costing and, and helping to sell. And um, because I have all, like I have this whole list of potential distributors. I met some of these people sometimes twice uh, doing, you know, the same trade show happening year after year, right? And, and then one company got back to me right away and uh, they say, okay, hey, you, we, we, we love the product. That's, that's never been the issue. You seem really convinced about it and, as well. So um, let's do it, you know. And, uh, and actually, I, I did pay uh, a few thousand dollars in, in mold cost, which I know is not your like, primary recommendation. But for me, um, so, so for me, it was important that they pay the, the biggest part of the, the mold cost. And then they're going to give me, uh, I think, what you would consider a high royalty of 10% wow. um, to, yeah, to, you know, yeah, to pay back. And, uh, and the, 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 the support in sales is, uh, you know, like it's mutual interest. I already have done a lot of preparation. And uh, since they're an American company, they're actually happy for me to go to, uh, you know, European trade shows. And um, so, yeah, they're they're very excited. They, Nor normally, uh, normally, I would think that that it's really a big red flag. You got this fair size company that has a lot of money and, you know, they didn't ask you. But when if, if a company asks you, like, you got to pay for part of the mold, that's a giant red flag normally. But like I was talking about earlier, they're people just like you and me. And when they saw you wanted, even if it was just a couple thousand dollars to have skin in the game, that was enough to throw them over the edge going, okay, let's do it, you know, right. which is, which is amazing. So there's always exceptions and um, you're very persistent and you just reached out and you, you also were showing demand. It sounded like you, you're trying to get to a manufacturer, but you talk to distributors they are like, we want it, we want it. And I'm assuming you were telling them that. So you told them that and you just said, Hey, I'll pay a couple thousand dollars or however the conversation went to help out mm -hmm. with the mold, they're like, it just threw them over the edge, it sounds like. I think that's fantastic, very unique. Normally I would say, they're like, oh, if mold's $50,000, we need to pay 25,000 of it. I'd be like, you know, that's, nah. that's there's something, something <laughs> wrong there. This is a big company for them. If they believe in the product, they should be willing yeah. to invest that kind of money. But they're people, just like you yeah. and me. And, but yeah. I think the big thing you did, quite frankly, was not that. I think it was showing demand. You talked to distributors. You said all these distributors are telling me they want it. Been going to trade shows year after year. They said they want it. They want it. That was probably the bigger thing that did it. Uh, probably right. marketing was huge. And I know we talked a lot about that and kind of how to do that and get that done. But I, I, as the coach, I was like, whoa, wait, you're, you want to offer to pay for the molds? That's not normally how we do it. But it sounds like that was just the one little straw, like the tipping point that made them say, we like this guy, we love the product. 
got all the demand. He's done everything. He's got prototypes. Let's just do it. So that's right. that's awesome. And and also one 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 thing was um, like prototyping for for certain products. I think it, uh, right now I'm I created a, a, a new game which I've, I'm very excited about and also showing it to as seen on TV uh, companies and and uh, they they you know one of them is very excited and uh, some some toy companies uh, or game companies and with the highlighter it was a little similar it was very easy to make a proof concept a prototype so show it, it works but to have um, you know in that case a, a game for kids to play and to to authentically test the gameplay experience I would have to almost do uh, you know a professional prototype which you know, some of the parts can be 3D printed, but some of them, they have to be injection molded. And then it's it's automatically a lot of money involved. And with the, with the highlighter, I did the same. I Frankenstein uh, products. I, I did some mm -hmm. 3D printing, very simple ones. I took apart traditional highlighters, put them into 3D printed uh, parts. But then I, because all of these companies were asking, can you send me samples? Can you send me samples? I didn't feel like sending them uh, these distributors, uh, you know, taped um, <laughs> friends yeah. and uh, prototypes. So then I, I looked for uh, companies that could potentially do a few, like a mini series of samples and high quality prototypes. And I realized, okay, that's a lot of money involved. Um, I think one of them uh, quoted 14K. And, and at mm. that point, I'm like, okay, why not invest a fraction of that into a collaboration with a company that's already motivated? And that, that whole thing uh, seemed very organic to me. And so, yeah. And now let's see uh, how the, the sales are rolling. <laughs> That's great, man. Yeah. So Scott, he's, he did Such. his first deal. Well, I, I think this is a perfect case of once an inventor, always an inventor. You were with uh, our coach, Ryan. You took a break. You got a new job, which was really intense. You got used to the job. You came back to it because it's part of who you are. You didn't, you didn't decide one day I'm going to be an inventor. It just happened to you probably. I mean, 99% of the inventors I talked to, that's the case. Um, and you came back to it and you did it. So, I mean, if, if anybody has out there has worked on a product and then they, they put it aside, they haven't been doing anything in a while, I think your story is very um, uh, inspirational, you know, that they come back. You can do this from anywhere in the world. It's okay if you dumped it for a while. You can always come back to it because if you're truly an inventor and you have the passion, you have the determination. And then, of course, you had Scott making sure you do and say all the right things. I'm sure at times, yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. Our, all our coaches shake their fingers at their students like this. You, you know? better do that, Dennis. Get it done. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were very motivated. For me, it was more like, man, this guy's got so much energy and passion. How do I corral some of this and focus it? Because, like, you know, just... Very, but now, very Scott, you were trying energy. to get him to focus on one product, but now he's at a yeah. point he could work on two, three, four, five products at once, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is yeah. rinse and repeat. You know the model, and you're doing all the right things. And really, 
asking for feedback and listening to the companies um, is so huge and you do such a great job at that. I know you would send me really long emails, very detailed about all of the communications. And uh, I, it was it was great. So I, I really knew that, okay, you're going to be successful. It's just a matter of time. And so what, what now, do you, Scott, you think it was the persistence, is persistence? Uh, I, I think it was definitely, that was a big part of it. I think it was the way he handles himself, his communication through emails, and he forwarded a lot of emails and responses and things. Your communication and email, and I'm uh, assuming on the phone is fantastic. Um, you see things really clearly. You're able to look at things through their perspective, their point of view. Not everybody can do that. It's all about me, 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 me. But if we can kind of climb into the shoes of the people we're talking to and see it from their perspective, that's huge. And I, I think you have a really good ability to do that. At the same time, he saw it from their perspective, but then he adjusted to give them what they needed, which is kind of like proof of interest with the distributors. They apparently, yeah. this company, a little skin in the game. Hey, I'm willing to put a couple grand in, which isn't normal, but he, he, he yeah. did what he needed to. You know, shift away at the risk. You know, it's all about the risk. So you you slowly kind of mitigated yeah. risk really yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, well done, uh, you know, doing that. Not everybody can do that either or even thinks about, well, what are the risks and what why? What's the hesitation? Let's dissect that a little bit and address those concerns. Well, Dennis, I know down there in Rio, it's uh, what is it? Two, two, forty two forty five, almost three o'clock. And right. so probably everybody's on the beach. I know yeah. you want to. I know you want to get to the beach and hang out. Down. It's right down. It's right there. Oh, oh man, I'm jealous. I know. I, I think about your your travels and it's like when I grow up, I just I want to be Dennis, <laughs> traveling all over, hanging out on the beach. That, definitely not not uh, only only easy, but I think now I I found a, a way of um, you know managing like different you know steps it takes to to license ideas uh, you know prototyping i mostly do in switzerland i know where to to get what i need and and you know i, I know that how, how people work there if they're supporting me uh in in creating these prototypes or or whatever is needed and and here i can work on the computer right sell pitch gather feedback redesign work with, with some freelancers uh, so um yeah the <laughs> yeah exactly. you, you've assembled your team right you figured out what do i need and then you put those pieces into place which is fantastic yeah correct so, yeah Dennis, you're creating the machine so it's good thank you thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience it really means a lot to people that that haven't licensed yet and they're working on it. I mean, it's one thing for Scott or Steven or myself to talk about licensing and the steps, but to hear a story and that you brought a product to market and got several other deals on the table, uh, it's really great that you took your time to share that. And thank you, Scott, as well. Yeah, yeah right. Well, well, I wanna say thank you first uh, also to to Scott, my, my coach and uh, I want to highlight uh, again what you said earlier in the call like the the importance of being objective collect feedback um, mm -hmm. I think for me that was probably the one of the most important learning experiences um, 
out there and also the you know the, the true value of of this endeavor you know to yeah to to be critical to observe and uh, mm. I know Andrew said you know like yeah yeah we want to be excited and everything and there's totally a place for that but I think there's also beauty in 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 observing being uh, critical asking the right questions and because uh, that will allow us to to solve problems for um, you know for, for people we're working with and um, yeah and, and what you said Andrew like also Thank you so much for, you know, creating this program. It's fantastic, and and I think it's for me it's so fantastic because it enables us and in that in that case me to to be a creator. So have an idea, have a, a thought at first, and think more about it, then put it on paper, and suddenly you you hold it in your hands. This is for me the the, the most fun. Uh, thing to do out there by far and and I think it's also such a valuable experience or at least it has been for me to to become uh, a creator so thank you guys for 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 that you're well thank you Dennis uh, very well said incredibly well said when when, 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 a, when a member talks like that Scott I, I know he's gonna license more products he's got the right <laughs> attitude oh, for sure for sure <laughs> yeah, attitude, experience, all of it. Yeah, you, you got an extremely bright future in, in inventing and product development. So I'm excited to see your, your next uh, licensing deal and where you're, what other country you're going to be living in next. Yeah. <laughs> good, uh, good, uh, good question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Scott. I remind everybody to take care, keep inventing, and we'll catch up with you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.